Good morning, everybody. Okay, the topic of the shir this morning is going to be anal- analyzing the uh, mitzvah of Sviras Omer. Not to get in too much to the uh, details of the halacha, but more trying to understand the, the nature, the essence of the mitzvah of Sviras Omer. We'll start with the tshuva from the Minchas Asher, where he tells us, "Hine muskol apashut v'rishoni du mitzvah sviras omer min ha mitzvah shebedi You were to ask most people, "What kind of mitzvah is sviras omer?" We know we have different categories of mitzvos: a mitzvah that's the the action, the ma'isa; a mitzvah that's a machshava, like emuna and bitachon. And we have a mitzvah of Dibor, like uh, Kriyashma. So likely somebody would answer you that the mitzvah of Svira is a mitzvah Shibbat Dibor. It's counting. Amnam, when we're misbonin bedivriya poskim v'achronim, we'll see that the Svira seems to be a little bit different. Ein din Svira se'omer kedin shar mitzvos eila. It's not really similar to other mitzvah shibadibor. Vitzarach bir manishtana mitzvah zo mishara mitzvos and requires explanation. What is the unique nature of sviras omer? Now, one interesting halacha that I think will guide us into the, uh, the deeper understanding of the mitzvah is halacha that many of us are aware of. This is in Taf Pei Tess, if Dalit. Where the Machaber writes, You ask your friend during Benishmashos, What's the count tonight? So, what the person should respond is, Yesterday was Kach Vekach. Because if you tell him tonight is the 13th, so then you would not be able to continue tonight with the Bracha. Because you just did the mitzvah, you just counted. Right? So that's where the minute comes from. Somebody asks you what the svira is, you tell them what last night's was. But all of the achronim are bothered by this halacha. Because we pass it in Simon Samach. She'ein, there's an opinion that says mitzvahs do not require kavana to be yotze. But the second opinion is that mitzvahs do require kavanah to be yotze, and the Mechaber writes in Simen Samach, Sif Dalid, V'chein halacha, that's how we paskin, mitzvahs richos kavanah. V'keven the mitzvahs richos kavanah, harei poshet da'ona lechavera kach v'kach yomim le'omer. Therefore, the halacha we find in Taf Pei Tess is very difficult. When someone asks you the question, what's tonight, and you tell them, tonight's the 13th, Clearly, you're not mechavin to be to the mitzvah. So why would the mechaber tell us, oh, you blew it, now count tonight without a bracha, because you were already mechaim the mitzvah. That is the question that many achronim address. Yes? I don't understand the kasha, because like, if you're supposed to, if the idea is that you're supposed to be keeping track, and you say today is whatever, you just I mean, I know that you're not saying, like, I mean, that's, that's the point. 
The point of the mitzvah is to keep track. Oh, so you're saying something very deep, but I think this has to be understood well. Take a classic case, right? Where would we apply the concept of mitzvah, srichos, kavana, and therefore you're not yotze? Let's say a tekiya shofar. You're blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. And you're not being machaving to, to be mekayim the mitzvah of tekiya shofar. So what are you doing? You're playing music. You know it's Rosh Hashanah, but I don't have any intention whatsoever of being mekayim the mitzvah. If you were to hold that mitzvahs require kavana, are you yotze? You learn shofar exactly Just the way you should. Takiya, right? Hashrat, Hashrat, Tarat. But you're doing it just for fun. So we paskin that if you were to hold mitzvos don't require kavana, you're yotze. But if you were to say that mitzvos richos kavana, you're not yotze. Why not? You're doing the exact same mitzvah. You are making a sound using a shofar. So they would tell you, because you're not mechaveh to be mekayim the mitzvah, it doesn't work. So at least superficially, and I think what you're saying has a few layers to it, but as a valid question, this should be the exact same thing. You're just telling the guy next to you, tonight is the 13th. It's like blowing the shofar to make music. You have no intention of being mekayim the mitzvah. So why does that do anything? That's the kasha that many Achorim are bothered by. We're going to get to your terrorists, though, and hopefully understand it like on a deeper level. Different. Yes. <laughs> so we'll have to, uh, have to see what that difference is. Now, one way to answer this question is based on the Prima Gadim. The Prima Gadim, which the, the Bir Lacha quotes, and Rav Asher Weiss brings it here in the Tshuva, says, really, the Machaber wasn't sure. Right in Simon Samach, he brings both opinions. We know it's a huge machlokis all over Shas. And uh, because it's not so clear, when it comes to the mitzvah itself, the machaber will paskin, do it again. If you didn't have kavanah the first time, do it again, because maybe you weren't yotze. What's the harm in doing it a second time? There is no harm. When it comes to the bracha, so there we're always very careful, trying not to say a bracha if it's not required. So for the bracha, we're going to be concerned that maybe mitzvot don't require kavana, and therefore you're yotze when you actually did it the first time. Do it again because it can't hurt, but don't say the bracha. And that's how the, uh, the prima godam wants to resolve the contradiction. The problem is, the Berlacha points out, Rav Asher White's quote is on the top of the next page, that the machaber doesn't just say it's a machlokis, and therefore work accordingly. But he says, V'chein halacha. This is how we paskin. We paskin that mitzvos require kavana. So the primagadam doesn't seem to fully answer the question because it doesn't sound like the machaber feels it's just a suffix. He feels that we paskin. You need kavana. When someone, when someone asks him the, day, the next night, can he count with a bracha? Yes. Yes. He was Mekayim the Mitzvah. Right. So. Now, there is a Chok Yaakov, 
And the Chok Yaakov seems to be saying something very similar to Eliza. Chok Yaakov writes, The Ebsher Dezem Mikri Kavana. Maybe when you're informing someone what night it is, that's considered Kavana. Kaven Shemiskaven Al Kalpanim Lomer Kami Mesfira. Because you have in mind to tell him what night it is. You are counting. And that is the mitzvah. The mitzvah is counting. So like Rav Asher Weiss says that the Hagon Sosem Velo Piresh, right? The Chok Yaakov doesn't really elaborate on this logic. But he's clearly saying there's something unique, there's something different about the mitzvah of Svira. And that at least will manifest itself in this realm of mitzvah srichas kavana, that even though we pass in generally, you require to go, kavana to be yotze, but for svira, mitzvah rak svira ba'alma. I have to see what that means. Now, another halacha we'll find regarding svira is the psak of the Magan of Ram. The Magan of Ram tells us that dafka beloshin shemevin, the only way you're able to fulfill the mitzvah of svira is if you count in a language that you understand. And therefore, if you don't understand Hebrew, then, and you were to count in Hebrew anyway, it doesn't work. You have to understand what you're saying. That's the ruling of the Magan of Ram. Comes along Rabbi Yaakov Emden, and he's bothered by the following question, the Maishna Mitzvah Zu, Mikoha mitzvah shebedibor. Our premise, right? Our assumption is this is the exact same thing as any mitzvah shebedibor like Kriyashma or Hallel. And generally we say that the Tosos Paskins this in Sota, and we're going to see the Machaber uh, in a moment. If you say any mitzvah shebedibor in Hebrew, in Hebrew, your yotze, your mitzvah, af she'enu mevin, even though you don't understand anything you're saying. There's something unique about Lashon HaKodesh that even if I have no comprehension of this language, if I'm able to say the words, I am yotze. And based on this question, Yaakov Emden argues on the Magan of Ram, and he paskins that the same thing is true for Svira. Why should it be any different? If you count Svira in Hebrew, even if you don't know what you're saying, you would be yotze, the mitzvah of Svira. So I'd like to explore the Magan of Ram. Obviously the Magan of Ram does not view this like any other mitzvah <coughs> So we have two interesting exceptions to general halacha. We have the idea that you can be yotze here, even though you have no kavana. And we also have the, the ruling of the Magan of Ram, where he says, even though generally anything said, Lashon HaKodesh, your Yotze, even without comprehension, when it comes to sphere, you have to understand what you're saying. Now, I want to, for a moment, go on a brief, a brief journey into this world of uh, saying things in Hebrew, even though you don't understand what you're saying, in contrast to saying it in a different language, like English. So there are two simanim in the Shulchan Aruch, we have an Arachayim here. One is in Samech Beis, this is regarding Kriyashma, where in Sif Beis, the Mechaber Paskins, Yochol Likrosa, you're able to read Kriyashma, Bechol Lashon in any language. 
But be careful in whatever language you're saying Kriyashmayin, be careful to avoid any mistake. And you should say the words meticulously as you would the Lashon HaKodesh. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah Berurah. This is on the back side. Page 192 here. B'chol Lashon. Explains the Chafetz Chaim. V'davka shemevin ba'oso halashon. That's only you, only if you understand that language. V'hu adin b'tfila, u'berchas ha'mazon, u'bekiddish, u'berchas ha'mitzvos, v'ha'peros, v'halel. All of these different examples of mitzvah shevedibor, if you're saying it in a different language, the caveat is you have to understand that language. V'cholzeh mitzad hadin. But you should know this is all technically speaking. But mitzvah the highest way of being Mekayim, this mitzvah is in Hebrew. Because we know there's something very holy about Lashon HaKodesh. Parenthetically, this phrase mitzvah does that mean the same thing as Lachachila? Probably not. So I'll, I'll give an example where we find this distinction. If you make Kiddush on grape juice, is that L'Chadchil or B'Yavid? <laughs> right, many of us do it. So we paskin in Reishai and base that making Kiddush on grape juice is Mutter L'Chadchil. The Mishnah Brewer though quotes from Achronim that it's a mitzvah min a muvchar to make Kiddush on Yayin. Right, so you see, there are really three levels: b'diavid, and generally we say shasat chak b'diavid dami. Then we have lechadchila, and then even a higher madrega mitzvah menamuvchar. So here we're saying that mitzvah menamuvchar to say the lashon hakodesh. But then he goes on: ba'ayin b'sifri achronim, debiyameinu af mitzad hadin yesh lezaher shalol likrosa b'lashon acher. Then nowadays even mitzad hadin better not to say it in a different language. Because there are many words we don't know how to translate well. Like the word Vishinantam. How do you translate that? What's the art scroll translation of Vishinantam? Okay, so to teach. The problem is it's not really capturing the essence of Vishinantam. Because we know part of the, the taich is limud, but it also means chidud, sharpness. Right? That sheyu divrei Torah mechudodim b'ficha, sheim yeshalcha adam, al tagam gave amrlo, ela amrlo miyad. So try to encapsulate all of that in a translation of Vishinantam. So I think the art school definition is teach them sharply. Right? That's pretty good. But it's not easy to do. Letotafos. What is the definition of letotafos? So because we have a... Or even S. S doesn't have any translation. So therefore, Mishnah Vura quoting Achronim says, better to say it in Lashon HaKodesh, even if you don't understand it, because the translation is likely not precise. Avol kishe'onu koren shema b'Lashon HaKodesh, v'chein b'tfilu b'chus ha'mazun v'kiddush u'shari brachos, but when we say any mitzvah shebedibor in Hebrew, then afilu im eno meivin b'lashon yotza. 
The one exception that we have where you need to know what you're saying, even in Hebrew to be Yotze, is the first Pasuk of Kriyashma. And this is actually very, uh, very tragic, because here the Mishnah Bru is saying, writing in the early 20th century, come on, every Jew knows the definition of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And nowadays the Metzius is that the majority of Jews do not know the translation to the first Pasuk of Kriyashma. There are many Jews that have never heard of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Okay, that's how we paskin by Kriyashma. Now take a look on the previous page in the Bir Lacha. And this, Elisa, you mentioned in the ladies' shir about having a discussion on Lashonos and ancient Hebrew. This is actually one of the, my favorite Mar Makomos on the subject, this Bir Lacha. He says, V'da'o li b'pshitus, it appears posh to me, osan devarim ha'nemarim b'chol that we said technically you could say any mitzvah shebedibor in any language. That's davka im anche also medina medabrim kach. That's assuming the people in the place in which you live, they speak and understand that language. Ovol im anche medina enim yecholim ledaber zehalashon. But if you're living in France and you're speaking Japanese, so nobody knows what you're saying. Only you and a few of your friends or family who happen to be on vacation in France, you understand Japanese. That's not considered any language. Says the Biralacha, something very powerful, that when it comes to Lashon HaKodesh, even if you're going to a place where nobody understands Hebrew, but this is intrinsically, this is objectively a language. In contrast to any other language in the world, the only time it has a din of a Lashon is if there's a Haskama within this particular place. This is a language that's, that's accepted and utilized. So it would be different, but it depends where you go. I'm sure there are many places on the globe where they don't understand Japanese. Right? Many places understand English. So it might be easier to be Yotze in English, even in a different country. But if, if your mama Lashin is, I don't know, Chinese, and you happen to be in vacation somewhere in Switzerland... There's no Chinese there. We have Google Translate. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure that works. Because that will help you understand what the person's saying. But it sounds like the definition of a Lashon is that there's a Haskama, there's an acceptance within this place that we speak this language. I don't understand this at all. Like, you're talking about I'm in my house and I'm Japanese and I'm saying whatever, Krishna, or not Krishna, but anything else, saying what, anything, anything for a mitzvah, and I'm saying it in Japanese in my own home. You're saying that that's not a language because... My neighbor next door is French, and he's not going to understand me saying Rafa. He's not going to understand mm-hmm. me saying Rafa. And so it depends where you are. Yeah, my French neighbor knows or not. So if you're in France and nobody knows Japanese, then the Berlacha would tell you 
I love you, I respect you, I respect your culture, but you're not, you're not saying the words of, of Hallel. You're not saying the words of Kriyashma. You're not saying the words of, of Tefillah, Brichas and And you would say back in Japanese, but of course I am. I'm saying the words in Japanese. The answer is, that's not a Lashon. Mitzvah Shabbat requires Lashon. It looks as if, as if you made up your own language. When you think about language in general, right, it's very interesting. Pashib shot, if you were to ask anyone in the secular world, is there anything objectively true about any language? They would say, of course not. And how did it form the different theories and what was the first Semitic language and what did that look like and how did that somehow trickle down into all these different Lashonos throughout the world? Interesting stuff to, uh, to discuss. But is there any more truth to calling this a table than the Japanese equivalent, which is Fazu. Right? Fazu. Is there any more truth to table? No. It doesn't make a difference what you call it. People have to understand what you mean, so every society has their own language. Is there any more truth to calling this Shulchan? Yes. Yes. Why? Because this is a Shulchan. Is it a table? It's not a table. That's a way of, of you understanding what I mean because we happen to speak English. It's not a table, but it is a shulchan. So I don't want to get too into this, but this is obviously super strange, super strange but super deep. Lashon HaKodesh is the building blocks of the Bria. I'm not debating Lashon HaKodesh. You just without. feel bad for the Japanese people living in France. <laughs> That's okay. It's like, it's, it's not like, um... I hear what you said, why should it make a difference? Once yeah. I'm going to go in a different language, what does it matter that everyone else around speaks? Let me give you a marshal, okay? <laughs> Let's say you would make up your own language that nobody knows. I have a certain grunting Lushan, right? And I know what I mean. And my, my best friend from elementary school, he also knows what I mean. It's our secret language. So I'm going to say Kriyashma in my grunting language. Does that work? Could you hear a very valid sad that it doesn't work? And what would that sad be? That it's not a language. It's not a language. This is only two of you, but I could, I could be convinced that there's a difference between... So let's say there were six of us. No. Eighteen? How about a whole country, people? So the question is, once you could hear that if there's a small group of people who happen to, to all accept one particular language, but Lamai said it's Narishkeit because no one else speaks that way, at what point do you say, ah, this is a real Dibor? I think, I think she's, she's, making, she's making the here. You could say that a language is defined by the fact that there's a big people that speak it. But that's not what the Biralaf is choosing to say. He's choosing to say it's defined by the place that you live in. So that's a question. Is it, is it, you can communicate with people around you. Right. Is it defined by the place you live in or by a big group? So you like that, but the Biralaf is saying Okay, I have a question. Could somebody that, um, that is deaf, who speaks sign language, or most people in any place that you go don't know sign language, could you ever say that they could perform anything using sign language? A mitzvah shibadibor? I don't know. Well, so if it's a mitzvah shibadibor, sign language would not be dibor, right? Now, if a person can't speak, they're putter from the mitzvah. Right. But to say that, that a sign should be the equivalent to dibor, that we don't have a source for. 
But I guess my question is more like, is that considered, that would not be considered Lashon? To be what? By Svira. Oh, so by Svira, this, this happens to be, I don't even want to go here because it gets complicated, but one of the, the, uh, the other unique qualities of the mitzvah of Sirius Omer is that there are some opinions that say you can be Yotze through writing it down which is also another indication that it's not a classic mitzvah shibadibor, because you can't be Yotze, Kriya Shema, Tfila, Berchus just by writing down the bracha. He speaks about that. Uh, Tav Petas, yes. All right, but I want to just jump here. This was by Kriya Shema. Let's take a look here in Sibin Chuf Aleph. Huh? Ayin Sham in the Mishnah and Megillah. Take a look here in Kuf Aleph. This is now by the mitzvah of davening. Sif Dalad the Machaber says, You're allowed to daven in any language that you prefer. He qualifies it by saying that's when you're together with the tzibur, but when you're davening by yourself, then you should be makbid only to daven in Hebrew. Okay. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah Bura. Bechol Lashon. The exact same expression is because obviously there's something very powerful about every word, every letter of Lashon HaKodesh that was designed by the Anshei Knesset HaGadola. That's the simon we just uh, looked into. And take a look what I write there quoting the Yachronim who said that by Kriyashma at least, it's, uh, it's preferable even mitzad adin to say it in Hebrew because there are many words that are very difficult to translate. <clears throat> then he says, V'gam ayin b'tshuvas chasam sofer, and this is a whole discussion unto itself, but I think it's worthy just to quote it here. The chasam sofer was writing this, and we'll see the context in a moment. It becomes clear what he had in mind and who he was addressing. He proves from many sources that the idea of doing it is only once in a while. But to establish the davening in any other language as the set form of prayer and to have a shliach tzibor lead the congregation using a different language, and then to forget the holy language of Hebrew, this would never be allowed. He goes on to say, he says, he uh, says, not only is it not advisable, but there's an iser gomer to have as a as a kavias any other language besides lashon hakodesh. And this is coming to exclude the new groups or factions shenis partsu michutzla medina bezeh who have. Uh, Expanded outside of our country, right? This was not happening in Eastern Europe. And what they have done is they have translated the entire Siddur into their own language, into German. 
and one avera leads to the next. Shedilgu habracha shel kibutz galios uberchas yerushalayim ircha. Part of the the invention of the Reform Siddur was not just that they were creating a Siddur in German instead of Hebrew, but they also left out the bracha, like we've mentioned many times, of uh, davening for Hashem, rebuilding Yerushalayim. And just like they want to take away any vestige, any remembrance of Yerushalayim, they also want to take away Lashon HaKodesh. So there's definitely a concern here of the Hassam Sofer and others. Now, this is a whole discussion unto itself. Does that mean that the Art Scroll Siddur should be abolished? They have a whole Siddur with a translation of Hebrew. Does that mean that every explanatory service is an Isser Gamor when you're saying things in English, right? So, Lachara, the answer is no. Ayin Sham What's interesting, though, is that... Between Kriyashma and Tefillah, we do see a different presentation. In Kriyashma, the Mechaber said, Yochol likroso b'chol lashon. You're able to read it in every language. But Lemaisa, the Mishnah Berurah, doesn't like it so much. Regarding Tefillah, the Mechaber says, Yochol liyispala b'chol lashon and here he mentions the mitzvah minimovcher. He says, take a look in Samach Beis. But he doesn't seem so against it. He seems very against the idea of creating this as a kavias and having a shliach tzibur saying the davening in Hebrew. But there's a fundamental distinction between Kriyashman Tfila, which is what was, what was the second point regarding Kriyashma where he said, even Minhadin, it's problematic because. You can't translate the words well. Would that same issue apply to davening? We don't have a shinantam of davening, right? Oh, meaning it's an entirely different chiv. The chiv of Kriyashma is Kriyashma. I mean, even not the chilik of Deiraisa or Deirabanan, but just understanding the nature, the essence of the obligation. Kriya Shema is reading Shema. You have to say these words. If you don't say these words correctly, or you're not saying the proper translation, you're not Yotze. When it comes to, to Tefillah, Tefillah is not about the Kriya, it's a Vodah We have a Nusach. If you botch up on the Nusach a little bit here and there, it's not the same severity as Kriya Shema. It's a different obligation. Getting back, this was our brief journey into but to address here, we have these two exceptions we find by Sviris Omer. The first is, why in the world would I be Yotze if generally mitzvos richos kavana? And the second question is, the Rabbi Yaakov Emden's kasha, the Mogan of Ram, how can you tell me, how can you tell me that you have to understand the language even if it's Lashon HaKodesh? We just saw from these two sources that whenever you have Lashon HaKodesh, you don't have to understand the language. Now let's go back to the Minchas Asher. It's the very last page here. He says, Be'emes l'anias daiti poshet misvara dechol inyan ha'svira me'etzem tivo v'inyano le'olam eno matara bifne atzmo. Besides having different categories of mitzvos, of maisa, machshava, dibor, 
We also have a fundamental distinction that we find in many, many sources that some mitzvot are about the, the process, what I'm doing right now, and other mitzvot are more about the result. So for example, right, this is the classic example, there's a chiyuv of makkah. If you have uh, any kind of, of roof that's above 10 tfachim, you have to have a makkah on the roof, assuming it's accessible. Now let's say you put up the makkah without having kavanah to be yotze, the mitzvah of a siyas makkah. Are you yotze? Yeah. I we paskin mitzvah srichos kavanah. Exactly. That's obviously an example of a mitzvah where it's all about the result. And the result is here. It is now, it is now protected. So we're going to see that Usher Weiss wants to suggest that Svira Saomer is really one of these mitzvahs, where it's more about the result than the process. And we'll see how that addresses the, uh, the two exceptions. He says the counting, there's no, there's no matara, there's no goal in the counting itself, be'etzim. It's only a way of keeping track of the cheshben, she'anu sofrim, that we're counting. And this is true when it comes to the mitzvah she'besvira. We have a few different mitzvahs in the Torah, four to be precise, that are relevant to counting. When it comes to what you're saying is intrinsically praising God. But by counting, there's no objective avoda in counting. I'm not doing anything. It's only a means of knowing where we're holding. This is so intriguing. He says that this is true by all of the mitzvahs we have in the Torah relating to counting. What are the four mitzvahs of counting? Right? Counting the years of Shemitah and Yovel is number two. Svira Shiva Nekiyim de Zava, the counting of the seven clean days by a Zava. Vasvira Shiva Meiser Behema, the counting of Meiser Behema. When you have the animals go through under the Shevet and you count one, two, three, and the tenth animal is Meiser. Those are the four mitzvahs we have in the Torah relating to counting. Ukamod the Pshitalon Vasvira Shnos Hashmita, Ubezayin Nekiyim de Zava. And just like it's clear with the other three examples of counting that there's no real benefit in just saying a number, it's only the result of knowing what number animal this is, what year this is, what day of the, of the, of the Shiv and the Kiyam it is. It says the Safra law, Safra law, and we also have by Shmita Alashin of that as well. Yeah, and there's a whole discussion. We know by Sphira, part of the mitzvah is not just keeping track, but it's actually verbalizing, or maybe in a in a different way of communicating, like Siva. In contrast to, according to many, 
Zayin Nikiyim, there's no real obligation to count out loud, and there are different drushes involved, even by Shemitah. It sounds like there's an obligation on Beistin to keep track, but it's not on Kol Echad Ve'echad. But ultimately, these are all mitzvos of Svira, and they all seem to be very similar in their nature, that it's not about the counting itself, it's about knowing the cheshben of where we are for a particular accomplishment. So he says, Kach poshet degam besfirasa omer ein inyan ha-mitzvah be'etzim ha-svira, ele betotsosa, k'mosha omru mona yomim v'kidesh etzeres. So the first step here is that svirasa omer is not only one of the unique four mitzvahs of svira, but Rav Asher Weiss is suggesting is that all of these mitzvahs of svira are in the category of mitzvah where it's not about what I'm doing, the maisa, the dibor, the machshava. It's more about what I'm accomplishing based on keeping track. It's keeping the cheshben. Meaning when it comes to halal and berchas hamazon, you could argue, it's true, I have no idea what I'm saying. But, but I'm still praising HaKadosh Baruch I'm doing something that has, that has real, real chashivus, uh, right? It's like the kid who's reading a, a beautiful poem to his parent. He might not understand all the words or even comprehend the, the deeper messages of it, but I'm doing something that's chashiv. What are you doing with svira? There's no avoda in svira. You're not serving Hashem through svira. It's all about the knowledge of where you're holding. It's about keeping track of where you are. Why doesn't he bring another thing about like, don't fish make oil? He brings that as well. <laughs> That's very good. Yes. Right. Another interesting exception. Now that gets tricky because it's based on the Jerusha. We don't say Shomea Ka'ona when it comes to Svira. Shomea Ka'ona, generally speaking, any mitzvah Shibadibor, right? Kiddush. I'll say Kiddush, I'll be Motzi you, right? Your Shmiya is Ka'ona, it's as if you're saying it. When it comes to the bracha of, of, of Svira, that I could be Yotzi you like any other bracha, but the counting itself, we don't, we don't say Shomei Ka'ona. This big thing with Svira Shalimah, you're counting the days that have passed. All the other things you're counting to the thing. So that is, so it makes a whole, makes a big nafti Well, Meiser Behema, right? Meiser Behema, one, you get two, two three. The whole objective is to get to the ten. That's why you're counting. My, you know which is the ten. By Sphira, you're counting the days that are past. And every day has its own chashivas. So, you know... It's, I'm, I'm just not understanding this distinction. Just like I'm counting animals, right? One, two, up to ten. So, Sphere, you could argue the objective is to count 49 days to get to Etzeris, to get to Shavuos. Meaning, it's true, we're not counting down. You know, and that's the question of the Sefer Echinach, he addresses that. But it's hard to make a distinction between Meiser Behema. And you see that there's also the Indian of Shavuos and Yavit, too. You don't have that by anything else. That it's, it's, it's a big difference. Okay, so there could definitely be distinctions. The question is, relating to will those chalukim make for a difference? I'm not sure. Yeah. So is there an, an inherent value in Sirius Omer itself, or is it in the 
Oh. You don't really care. We're saying this is the third animal, but that third animal doesn't necessarily have value on its own. But are we just keeping track in order to accurately reach the endpoint? We want to know where Shavuos falls and you know, have a right day. So if I were to say yes, that would take away all inspiration from Sviras Omer. Hod Shabahod. So we definitely assume that every day of Svira has Hashivas. I, I, I don't think we'd argue with that. But if you want to know the Tafkid, what is the goal of the mitzvah, it's not so much the etzim counting, it's more the result of the counting. Now let's see where he goes with this to bring it all together. Right, but I'm not 100% sure that debate would, be, would make a difference in this realm. Because even if you were to tell me that every day is a separate mitzvah, but likely you could still argue the goal of every separate mitzvah is to know where you're holding. Right, but if you to stop keep after 30 days, would you say that person didn't do mitzvahs until the, that point? So if, if, if you're of the opinion that every day is its own mitzvah, then I accomplish 30 mitzvahs. Right, so that's the, that's, the, that's the question. It's like you have to be able to answer that question. That's interesting. Meaning, theoretically, if you were to start counting Meiser Behema, and you stopped after seven, right? I got bored. I'm sitting here all day counting sheep. <laughs> right? I fell asleep as I was counting sheep. Do you say, okay, but the Meiser, you know, don't feel bad. You didn't get the ten, but at least you counted seven. Seven behemoths. Did you accomplish anything? That's a good question. Maybe you can answer what this device is at. Are you counting down each day? How many days did I pass? It's not really counting. It's counting out how many days you passed, and then that you day you ate so with even each day separately. You did, you did something. Sure. There's a lot to get into. How about we'll bring it home for now. We'll see how he answers these two questions. He says, Venir the Havanazu, the shiny Svera Selmer, Mikol Shara Mitzvah, Shabadibor, Lamaisa, Svera Selmer is different intrinsically than any other Mitzvah Shabadibor. And it's in its gather, in, uh, in its fundamental understanding. We explain that Lomatsinu Mitzvah Srikhus Kavana, generally speaking, like we mentioned, the only time we need Kavana for a Mitzvah is where. The mitzvah be'etzimasiyosan hu tachlis hanirtzis behen, where the actual, the, the, the maisa is the real uh, goal of the mitzvah, like kriyashma, or saying a bracha, or eating matzah, or blowing shofar. There, what you're doing is the mitzvah. You need to have kavana to be yotze. But in the other category, where the whole point of the mitzvah is not what I'm doing right now, but it's the result. It's not the building of the makkah, but it's having protection on the roof. Kagon, makkah, beer, chametz is another good example. Milas haben, right? The guy didn't have kavana when he, when he gave a bris mila. He was a doctor in the hospital. It's true, if there was no kavana, it wasn't a real bris, you need hatafas dam. But the bottom line is, the kid now has os bris kodesh. He, he's, he's mal. Therefore, to answer the first question, why are we more concerned by sphere if it generally we don't, it generally we require kavana for a mitzvah, and in this case you turn to your friend, you tell him tonight's the 13th, oh, I blew it, because I was already yotze. Why was I yotze? 
because the, this type of mitzvah is not in the dibor, it's not in the counting, it's in the result of the counting. The bottom line is, now you know, now you expressed where we're holding in the cheshbin, you could argue that kind of mitzvah, even without kavanah, is yotzeh, and that's maybe what the Chok Yaakov meant. What you were suggesting in the very beginning, he wrote very cryptically, right, the language of the Chok Yaakov was, the mitzvah who rocks svira ba'alma. The mitzvah is just counting. So our whole question was, but the mitzvah of anything is just blowing the shofar, just eating the matzo. But because svira is all about the result, once you have the result where you informed your friend, but also yourself, that tonight's 13, maybe you were yotze even without kavana. Regarding the question that the Rabbi Yaakov Emden had at the Magan of Ram, Generally, any mitzvah shibedibor, if you're saying it in Hebrew, you don't have to know what you're saying to be yotze. Why would svira be any different? So what's the answer to that question now? Because in contrast to every other mitzvah shibedibor, like Kriyashma, Birchazamazon, Halal, where at least you're saying something that's actually praising Hashem, your words are avoda, even if you don't fully comprehend them. With svira, it's not about the words, it's about the cheshbin. That's the whole tachlis of the mitzvah. And therefore, if you're saying tonight is the 13th night, but you're saying those words in Hebrew, and you don't know what that means, then you're not doing sphere. You're not accomplishing the goal of the mitzvah. It'd be the same thing as we paskin regarding bitel chametz. If you say the, the, the kol chamira in the Aramaic, and you have no clue what you're saying or even what you're doing, you think it's some kind of prayer or supplication, that's not a bitel. It requires understanding. That's the bitel. So Sviras Omer, we see, is not a classic mitzvah shibedibor based on the objective of the mitzvah. It's not the intrinsic counting, but it's the goal of the counting. Okay, a wonderful day.